welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Here's Dimitri slowly. echoing in the background. Echoing, echoing, <laughs> echoing, echoing. Okay. What's the topic for today? Uh, today's topic is also computer related. Yay. Since we are in that field of work. Um, how did emoji comes about? How did emoji come about? Okay. Uh, so I have no, no concept of like time frames and stuff. I failed history. Uh, but, uh, a long, <laughs> the long, rest of the world did a, too. <laughs> a long, long time ago, uh, in a land far, far away, Japan, um, some cell phone providers decided, Hey, we can have like a one up on the competition, uh, by instead of allowing people to just text each other or email each other, they email each other in Japan or they emailed each other in Japan before texting. Uh, even though texting was a thing, it was like more common to email people. Anyways, uh, we can have a one-up over our competitors by allowing our our users uh, to text or email emoticons to each other. So you'd have regular Japanese, and then mixed in with the Japanese, you'd have an actual smiley face, not a colon and a parentheses as uh, we English-speaking users were kind of used to in the early days of uh, computing. Uh, but these would actually be like an actual smiley face, um, some infographics for various uh, common things in Japan, and famously the pile of poop. Um, like all of this was part of of uh, that cell phone provider's uh, thing. And it would only be compatible with that cell phone provider. Like if you sent one of these emails to a different cell phone, uh, they would have no clue what these characters were. Like uh-huh. they would be using... Um, so let's back up a little bit, uh, to send information like to another computer, for instance, you need to do something called encoding where you take your letters, A, B, C, D, E, uh, and turn them into, uh, actual numbers. So for example, I'm probably gonna get this wrong because I don't have a reference in front of me, but A would be the number 64, B would be the number 65 and so on and so forth. Um, so you basically choose a number. Um, for every character. Now, in Japanese, this is way more complicated because it's not just A, B, C, D, E. You have 50 characters of hiragana, you have 50 characters of katakana, and then you have 5,000 or so uh, kanji that you need to deal with. So way more characters than there are uh, letters in the English alphabet. So you can't just use one byte. You'd need to use uh, two or four bytes to kind of represent all this. That said, there ends up being some empty space. Like, you use... 5,000 characters plus a few hundred for numbers and stuff like that. Um, If you're using two bytes, you have 16,000 slots, basically. 16,000 numbers that you can represent, right? Um, So you can basically choose, hey, uh, the number 15,502, completely random, but for the case of example, is going to be a smiley face. And a company just decided that. Um, So for the most part, everyone kind of uses the same numbers for the language, but then the the extras, like anyone can use it for anything. Um, and in fact, like we had a very similar problem uh, in quote unquote the Western world uh, where the first 127 num- uh, numbers were basically the Latin alphabet. So lowercase, lowercase letters, uppercase letters, numbers, uh, a few punctuation, that's it. But as you might know, like a lot of English speaking... Uh, a lot of uh, languages use accented characters, 
Uh, they use characters that are slightly different. Um, so they'd fill up, like France would fill up its extra 127 numbers to fill up one byte uh, with accented E's and stuff like that. Uh, whereas uh, in Greece, they would use the extra 127 characters for Greek letters and stuff like that that aren't already being used. So it was it's a big, wild, chaotic time, basically, uh, that everyone had to pick numbers for stuff. But in Japan, I think they more or less kind of unified on one way of representing all Japanese characters. Um, and then there's a bunch of space left over for these emoticons, or emoji, which is... Uh, pictures it which means pictures and moji means character so picture characters um now uh if you were a different cell phone provider in japan at Mm -hmm. the time and you get these gobbledygook characters you would show like a little square or something um and no one would know what it is so then you say hey we can also play this game so you kind of copy the characters that the cell phone provider a had um i think it was dokomo um and you can add more too so then they come up with their own and kind of back and forth you end up with this mismatch of like unrelated characters and it gets kind of crazy quickly mm-hmm. um now at this time uh like fast forward it's 2007 the iphone comes out uh i think by 2008 the iphone becomes available in japan with uh, the carrier softbank and softbank has its own set of emoji like specifications it says hey the happy face character uh has this number and so on and so forth Uh and it's not compatible with anything else yet but um apple uh because they have a big fancy display it's not this little tiny square display that's at the top of the phone anymore right it's Mm -hmm. a big full screen thing full color like you no compromises there they design these very nice looking emoji um and these are the ones we basically know today um, where everything is textured, there's shadings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It looks pretty. Like before, the happy face was a yellow circle with no texture. Yeah. Um, like very bland. But it would only work on SoftBank because that's the carrier that decided to go with Apple. Um, and I think it would take one or two years where Apple would go ahead and pitch to the Unicode Unicode Consortium. I think that's what they're called. Um, and what Unicode is, is basically a universal code for worldwide characters. So they based it off of the American ASCII standard. So the first 27 characters are like A through Z, uh, basically. Uh, the next 127 characters are an extension of that. And then from this point forward, you have uh, a gazillion more code points that represent like languages used throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and everything that speaks Unicode would understand Unicode from some other device, which is like a big win. So if someone sends you something that's in Japanese, your device understands it. If someone sends you something that's in Korean in Japan, those old cell phones wouldn't understand it, but your device does. So you now have a universal system called Unicode, um, that's encoded with something called UTF-8, which is very, like some things only take one byte, some things take four bytes. It's very fancy and it works very well. Um, but they go ahead and pitch to these people, say, hey, like these Unicode things are very popular in Japan, but it's not something that kind of works. Yeah. Um, like everywhere. So if you send an emoji to a different cell phone provider, they have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, so let's go ahead and have 
an area that is dedicated to emoji. And they went and pitched the first set of Japanese emoji that they had. Um, and this set has like funny things in it. It has uh, the pile of poop emoji. It has a bunch of uh, Japanese signs in it. Um, it has uh, a love hotel character because that's a thing in Japan. So uh, lots of things that wouldn't necessarily like work in the rest of the world. They were included because that was part of the first specification. Um, and that's basically when emoji as a worldwide phenomenon was kind of born. Mm -hmm. uh, so at that point, the keyboard was only like available in Japan. But uh, as of iOS 3, I think uh, people like Steve Trotton-Smith, who is a very uh, famous developer in the circles of iOS development, uh, found ways to kind of uh, enable this in like in american releases of ios or iphone os at the time uh depending on how, like when we're talking again fails history don't know dates <laughs> uh but uh this became a kind of worldwide phenomenon like, hey check out this keyboard you can enable and now you can like send characters to each other of course it would only work on iphones because they were the only devices that had a font that knew what the number 15,503 like corresponded to mm -hmm. but um, over time, since it's part of the standard, anyone could go ahead and add this. So uh, Twitter added its own font, Microsoft added its own font, Android added its own font, um, and they all more or less agreed to the standard. Um, so from this point forward, it was no longer um, like something that only works with one cell phone company in Japan uh, that you can communicate between. It became a worldwide thing that you can go ahead and use. So that's how emoji came about. Okay. Uh, these uh, Unicode people, like, who are they? Uh, so it's a bunch of uh, people that are interested in linguistics, basically, uh, but also part of technology groups. So Apple's part of them. Google's part of them. Um, and they basically decide, up until this point, their main uh, use was to decide what numbers would a given language get and if that language uh was useful enough to include in this so um like dead languages they kind of decided not to include some or all of them uh except when there would be some text that you could represent on a web page that would be useful to kind of represent then they'd say okay this is a good case so let's include it so it was just a bunch of people who were interested in this that kind of got together and decided things mm -hmm. for everyone. Um, and they were doing it with, like, goodwill more than anything. Uh, nowadays, their primary purpose is to uh, decide which emoji are significant enough to include. Um, because since emoji represents something that's non-trivial to just include, like, everyone has to make artwork for those emoji and then support them... So since emoji are not just one picture anymore, many of them represent different skin tones and different variations of hair color, things like that. It's quite complicated and they can't just include everything willy nilly. Um, so they take their time planning out releases um, so that way different companies can go ahead and then commission the artwork to make for all those because everyone has a different style, right? Um, and hopefully they agree on like what a given emoji should look like so for instance the dizzy face emoji and some on some devices it has like a swirly eyeball where mm -hmm. it's like a swirl like a cinnamon yeah. roll and on others it's an x 
And that means two very different things. Yeah. Uh, so one is someone's passed out and the other one someone's dizzy. Um, okay. Or woozy or something like that. So there are examples like this where it's not everyone agreed and it was detrimental that not everyone agreed because you can send this to one person and it means something totally different um, and that can have consequences. So uh, they take their job very seriously as they should and it takes time for them to review and to decide what's most important to include at a given time and to keep things manageable for the companies that actually have to do the work of doing all this art. Um, they can't just include everything, and then those companies are like, eh, I don't want to do this. Like, the moment a big company I, says that... Each individual company, like, does their own art, though, right? Yeah. Because if you use an Apple product, the the art, it's very 3D-like. It's, yeah. you know, lots of color, lots of texture, shadow, crackly, and things like that. But if you were to use, like, I don't know, Twitter, or I don't know. They yeah, only, Twitter's emojis are very, very flat. flat mm-hmm. You know, things like that. It's because they do their own art, right? But they... They come up with like a style or mm-hmm. not a style of like what the visualization will yeah, look style. like, mm-hmm. right? And then they go and create their own version of it. Yeah. So uh, Microsoft got in trouble for this actually because in their new Windows 11, which is their new version of Windows, they promise that they're going to have these brand new 3D emoji. Mm. And they weren't like styled like apples, they were styled in a very different way. Think. Uh, a bunch of 3D shapes that kind of accumulate together to make something. Mm -hmm. Um, So you'd have uh, circles and stuff like that. It was very pleasing looking and nice looking. Uh, And they just came out the other day and said, this was all a mistake, a marketing mistake, and we we are not going to have these new emoji and they're going to be flat instead. Uh, And a lot of people were disappointed by that. But there's a lot of emoji at this point and it's a lot of work. So maybe that style that they came up with didn't necessarily work for everything. You have to redo Mm -hmm. everything that you previously have or else it won't fit in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Apple had to redo everything once uh, the iPhone, uh, I think when the retina iPhone came out um, and more recently when iPhone iOS seven came out, they redid like their whole library of emoji to make them better and higher resolution. Uh, And it took time. Like it's not something that you can, it's something that they started several years uh, in the making because it's a lot of artists that have to all work together to have the same style. Um, I think for Twitter's first emoji set, um, a company called the Icon Factory did all their emoji. So they were, they're a bunch of very famous Mac icon developers um, or icon artists, I should say, not developers. Um, though they do develop software like Twitterific, uh, but <laughs> long story short, they made all the emoji for Twitter for their first set when Twitter decided it needed to have an emoji font, because if you use Twitter on an Apple device, all the emoji look great. If you use Twitter on an Android device that did not get updates anymore, there was a lot of missing emoji. So mm-hmm. they needed to supplant it basically. Um, and that's the biggest problem. Okay. Um, and that's also why... Uh, emoji are ironically enough the biggest reason people update their devices nowadays is because like a new os version comes out and it contains new emoji that's why you update it because mm-hmm. otherwise you're gonna be left behind on all the cool new uh things like an oyster or something yeah but not only that i mean even apple even took it to a, a another level by doing the animated one no the animoji yeah so animojis are not part of the unicode standard they are just just like visual stickers um or like something that you can have in a video uh for facetime so it's entirely uh marketing at that point 
Um, and they're not part of a universal standard that kind of works across devices. Only the static two-dimensional ones. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of disappointed in that. Uh, I don't know when did the when did the whole sticker packet, the sticker thing in iMessage come out? Like that was really like four cool. years ago. Yeah, but that that let a lot of like artists design their own stickers and like add more personality to a text message and things like that. But it's so unfortunate that it didn't take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apple kind of let it stagnate. And they weren't the first to do this. Like, there were many apps like WhatsApp and Line that kind okay. of offered stickers. And they did it way simpler. Like, you didn't have to have Xcode to do it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You just upload images to a website and there you go. You can sell your stickers. But even with Xcode, it's very simple. You just load in the images. It does everything for you. You mm-hmm. literally put the images in. Yeah, but you have to have a Mac. You have to, like, there's all sorts of prerequisites for this that... Yeah. Um, kind of pushed people away from doing it mm-hmm. uh, and combined with the fact that Apple did not push it forward at all. Like, it's yeah. still not available on the Mac, even though iMessage is literally the same application now than the one that's on the phone. So there's no reason anymore that you can't yeah. do it, but you still can't do it. Um, and that's unfortunate. Do you know why? Do you have an inkling as to why they didn't push it forward? I mean, it was yeah, such the, a huge Yeah, the one developer it that out. put it together, they got moved to a different project. Like, sometimes it's as simple as that. Oh, okay. Like, there's not huge, ginormous teams working on stuff at Apple. So, uh, for instance, on any given app, there might be just one to four people working on that app. Uh, and if there's a big feature like stickers in iMessage, it's just one developer that cared about that that wanted to put it together that worked at apple they put it together and they and then all the management said hey great job you made something so successful we want you to work on the next apple watch um and then there goes their time to kind of dedicate to that you know Mm -hmm. well thanks for learning about emoji with us it's pretty cool stuff tweet at us i mean i mean so hold on wasn't uh the olympics happened recently right uh-huh. and then they did those uh photographic emoji what are those called you know what i'm talking about yeah icons yeah yeah, yeah. weren't they also the first to uh bring in like sort of like iconoph iconography like, to the olympics to the yeah olympics too right yeah. yeah so japan loves like making iconography for stuff mostly because their language is super complex so if you can make something fun yeah it's a lot more fun uh so uh yeah i think it's nice that they brought that they did the the full circle during the olympics even though the olympics was like fraught with yeah like danger and craziness this year um but yeah it was a nice homage to the past the past (laughs) cool so yeah tweet at us at lin and dimi chen uh with your favorite emoji yay yay (laughs) and get no tweets (laughs) we're gonna get no tweets It's okay. See you all next time. Bye. Bye.